Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called Ever Up and Onward. Sounds like something General Robert E. Lee might have said to his beleaguered, hungry, exhausted troops. But no, Ever Up and Onward? Well, it was a jazz composer who played with Duke Ellington. It is a great four-word mantra for those of us who wish to live well. Oh, I cannot speak of such without mentioning Paul's goal in living well. He said, Yet, my brothers, I do not consider myself to have arrived spiritually, nor do I consider myself already perfect. But I keep going on, grasping ever more firmly that purpose for which Christ grasped me. My brothers, I do not consider myself to have fully grasped it even now, but I do concentrate on this. I leave the past behind, and with hands outstretched to whatever lies ahead, I go straight for the goal. My reward, the honor of being called by God in Christ. Hmm. Only Paul, huh? And that from Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, the J.B. Phillips translation. Ever up and onward. We are pressing further into our study of Scripture. Some of you have been on this daily journey through the Bible with me for more than five years. Others have just been for a few days. But we did it. We finished the study of the book of Ephesians, and most recently, we have talked about pain, what to do when it hits, grieving and loss, and God's ever-present faithfulness. All, plus way more, are archived at pastorwoman.com. So where have we been? In Acts, we saw the Holy Spirit descend and fill the believers in the upper room in Jerusalem. So exciting, so compelling, so exhaustive that Jewish pilgrims in town to observe Pentecost heard the gospel preached in their own native tongues. The gathering of Christ followers rapidly multiplied in spite of heavy persecution. Or was it because of it? Always an example for devoted disciples of Jesus, they're regularly meeting together for Bible teaching, prayer, breaking bread together, and seeing to each other's practical needs. We have followed Paul from Jerusalem to Damascus. In fact, we saw Paul get knocked to the ground when Jesus got his attention and ultimately caused him to do a 180-degree turn, convinced of the reality of Jesus Christ and his redemption of mankind. Yes, we saw Paul's miraculous conversion from arrogant, pedigreed Jewish scholar, hell-bent on putting a stop to the followers of the way, you know, young Christians, to sold-out disciple of Jesus Christ, willing to do whatever it took, no matter the cost, to spread the love of Christ. We tagged along as Paul visited Antioch, Cyprus, Athens, Ephesus, and beyond, as he preached established churches and then wrote letters to teach and grow the young believers in Christ. Think of it. After Jesus, Paul was the one who gave us what it means to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
Paul taught what it meant to walk with God by faith, rather than trying to uphold the many aspects of the law. No longer having to sacrifice a spotless lamb for sin, but instead accepting the grace of God through the sacrifice of the spotless lamb who died once for all on the cross. Our part, believe and accept, then be free and live. What a change. What a difference. What freedom. We have looked at Paul's letters in chronological order. Galatians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, and then the book of Romans, which had previously intimidated me so, to Philippians, then a hop back to the Gospel of John, where we were up close and personal with the Savior, the light of the world, and our very life. Then to Colossians, Philemon, and finally Ephesians, with many discussions interspersed about prayer, purpose, and many other topics. And now we turn the page to the letter of 1 Timothy, Paul's letter written to Timothy. Effectively, it is the first of a trio of pastoral letters, 1 and 2 Timothy and Titus, written to inform, equip, and encourage. But then, that is the main reason for reading Scripture, is it not? God's Word is a light to our path, acquainting us with the God who loves relentlessly and who draws us to Himself. These last letters of Paul seem to have a certain urgency as he sensed that the end might be drawing near for him. Won't you join me as we learn from him day by day? Ever up and onward, each day we start anew, aware of the fresh mercies of God, filled with hope for what lies ahead, apprehending the liberal grace of our Lord. Onward, then, to the book of 1 Timothy.